following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. So I'll bring it in for another edition. 83 to infinity, John Brown, Mike Jones, right off the bat. Got a question for you, Mike. What is a more telling game? That victory over the uh, the victory last week over the Warriors or Tuesday night's loss to the Raptors? What tells you more about this team? Honestly, neither one. Why? Because the team that I saw... Last week, mm-hmm. play against the the Warriors. Yes, they looked good. They took advantage of some matchups, but they were also going against a Warriors team that was missing one of their stud players, who but is a different s- maker. They got so many stud players, though. They do, but have having an extra one makes them that much more potent team. Okay, that much harder to defend. Okay, and then. When you play that Toronto rap roster, that game went the other way. You lost that one fairly soundly. A couple mm-hmm. places where you might have been able to make a run to make it more interesting and fell short. But mm-hmm. that game, and honestly, the Warriors game as well, that Sixers team we saw is not the same team we'll be seeing for the rest of the year now. That that is true, because lo and behold, and maybe things might have been different had the referee called, made the right call on that three point attempt by Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit would still be here in Philadelphia. Nah, the kid was gone. <laughs> Look, a guy can dream. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. First thing I said to you when you asked me about the trade was. I was looking forward to seeing the kid develop. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a good ball player. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I'm not saying superstar, but I do think he's yeah. going to be a good ball player with a solid pro career for, for several years to come. Okay. That uh, being said. That being said, Landry Shamit is gone. He's gone. Landry Shamit was in the, in the locker room probably – Angry at that call, sitting there with his head in his, his head in his hands, fuming over what was a horrible call. And Elton Brand walks up to him, and said, "Hey, kid, pick your head up." Landry thought he was going to get some pep talk from the old school Chevy, and he's like, "No, man, pick your head up, then pick your bags up, because you's out of here, son." I mean, apparently that deal happened at what three in the morning or somewhere around there, mm-hmm. Eastern time. Okay. Midnight West Coast time, you know, mm-hmm. there's a deal with the Clippers, so yeah. they're going to be doing business a little, a few hours oh, later. later. Yep. But it was one of those situations where you wake up in the morning, and I look at my phone, I got text messages and mm-hmm. alerts from overnight. Like, first of all, why aren't you people sleeping? sleeping. Yeah. Second of all, yeah, it, it's a big move. Here's it, a, now, shout out to my man. Shout out to my man, Jay Chris. He filled in for you 
uh, last week okay. on the show. And he was the first person to pretty much let me know that a deal had been made because he had tweeted something that I saw that I found odd. Like I woke I woke up and the first thing I saw was his tweet and he said and it was basically like that did they had to get rid of Landry Shamit? And so I'm thinking, did they like ship him to the D League? Uh did they cut him? Like like what happened? And then lo and behold, I find out he got traded. Got traded. He got traded. And that is the news of the week so far. So far. So far. Because there's still more to go. But Landry Shamit. Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala, along with some draft picks, mm-hmm. are now in that Los heat, Angeles. That Heat first round pick, yes, couple second round picks, yes, and it's a lot in the deal. A lot in the deal. What they get back in return? Tobias, Tobias Harris, Harris Boban, Bob- and Mike Scott. Yes. What do you think of that deal? Let's let's get into it. Let's jump right into the meat and potatoes. That's what we do now. On the <laughs> on the court, the Sixers got the more NBA ready players right now. Okay. Tobias Harris being the prize of the group. Yes. The Heat pick is the wild card in the whole thing. Because in 20, I believe it was the 2021 pick. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's no telling what that Miami roster is going to look like in 2021. Mm -hmm. And based on what's currently in place in Miami, there's a good chance that'll be a lottery pick. Okay. So... That right now is honestly currently one of the more valuable trade pieces floating around the league. Mm-hmm. B- with teams projecting that out to be a lottery pick, no more Dwayne Wade and Whiteside being Hassan Whiteside, mm-hmm. you know, that is looked at as a coveted trade asset right now. And a rookie who's shooting close to 40% from three, he's having a heck of a season. Mm-hmm. And Mike Muscala, he's a pro. He's a player? He's a he's a pro. He's a pro. I think, honestly, there are, peop- there are critics of Muscala. There mm-hmm. are critics of Chandler. I just think they played above their spot on the depth chart. I feel like when Dario was here and both – Chandler and Muscala were playing behind Dario. I did not mind them here. I appreciated their game. I liked their game. But once you start talking about Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala being your everyday starting power forwards. Can I ask a question? Of course you can ask Here's a question. Here's my question. This year, especially since you mentioned it, mm-hmm. what do, what was Dario looking like this year? Dario, well, In your it, opinion, how did Dario look during his time in Italy? In time, in time in Philly this season, less than spectacular. Not not the Dario that we saw. Out of shape, mm-hmm. no lift, flat shot, mm-hmm. and it's only gotten worse in Minnesota. Slow footwork, not defending. Mm-hmm. He wasn't looking good. Wasn't looking good. But and, none. Of, and but these are I'm, guys that are playing behind him. How much? Are you really getting if these are guys that are playing behind a guy who had all the limitations limitations we just named this season? So in your your eyes, losing Muscala and losing Chandler is no big deal. Not at all. Chandler is a half decent piece to come off the bench, mm-hmm. but say that last part again. He's a half decent piece to, to come, come off the bench. Exactly. But that's just it. My concern, and if you want to call it that. 
is what does this deal do as far as depth? What does this do to the depth of this team, in your opinion? Depth on this team was an issue already. Yes. And it didn't really change that. Has it gotten worse? Or? I honestly don't think it's changed much at all. Really? You got what? rid of one player, mm-hmm. brought in another player. Wilson Chandler played a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You bring in a guy who can actually play more minutes. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Muscala and Landry Shamit. Like, minutes-wise, you figure Tobias Harris might get almost as many minutes as all three of the guys that were in that deal got total. Marjanovic gives you a backup center that can give you 12 to 15 minutes a game behind him be at the, as an actual center mm-hmm. and not having to go to the 6'9", Amir Johnson or something like that in the middle. You actually get bigger when he comes in, which is hard to do with Embiid as your center. And Mike Scott's a decent player. He's not a guy everybody knows a lot about, but he's a decent player. Defends, can shoot decently. He had some moments throughout his career, Atlanta and then the Clippers. So the Sixers actually did get the better players out this deal. Not just the top player. They got the better players out of this deal for the most part. It's depth, though, was. That was an issue before. It was, it was an issue before. It was an it's issue an issue before, now. An issue I don't now. think the trade affected it much either way. You still have that open roster spot. Once the trade deadline hit, hits, I am expecting a call to be made to Corey Brewer again. I I fully expect to see Corey Brewer back in the Sixers uniform before this before March first. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think let not re-signing that ten day contract was simply a matter of have, making sure you had roster flexibility yeah. to get a deal done. Yeah, there were people panicking, and here's the thing: there were well, you know what? Panic might be too strong of a word. There were people with concern. Because they saw the, they saw the, the energy that Brewer played with. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about this two weeks ago, and I had asked you what was what did he do that was so remarkable, and you eloquently stated he wasn't doing anything remarkable. He was doing his job, mm-hmm. but he's a pro. He's a pro. Yes, and you're absolutely right. See, I, I can do that. Right? <laughs> you were, but you were right. But I think when people saw that, they saw a defensive energy from him that was different from what they were used to seeing from Sixers role players leading up to that point, especially this season. You know, I think that it wasn't that his defense was necessarily better or that he was doing something differently. Well, let's be honest. From what you're used to seeing, it was better. Ben Simmons, for all his great things, one th- one area where he's not the best is on the ball defensively against smaller guards, smaller guards six four and under, six five under, like those smaller, quicker guys, mm-hmm. the shifty guys. That's a struggle for Ben Simmons. Not a knock against him. It's just he's six ten and they're six five. Matchups go certain ways. 
Jimmy Butler, who it who is a good perimeter defender. I don't. How can I? I he's a good perimeter defender, mm-hmm. but I don't know that he's great to the point where his reputation coming in may have preceded him coming to Philly. Do the Sixers have a great perimeter defender on their roster currently? A great perimeter yes. defender? Is there one? There, there are two guys on the roster currently who can defend the wings at a very high level. Okay, that would be? Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. Okay. The problem is... I don't see anyone on that roster at current who can truly defend the point guard position, mm. which is a different animal in it altogether. Exactly. That's what I was trying to And do. regardless of how good your wing defenders are, mm. if I can't slow down your point guard, everybody's going to end up open. Honestly, if, if I have a point guard who knows what he's doing, and I don't have a guy who can slow him down, stop him from getting to his spots mm-hmm. and drawing help defense. Because that's the thing. If I can't keep him in front of me, someone has to come help me. Who? And here, simplest way to explain it. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing point guard and I beat my man, you're guarding somebody else on my team. You're guarding my teammate. I beat my man, now I'm driving towards you. What are you going to do? You have two options. I beat I beat my man, and I'm driving towards you with the ball. You have two options. I'm going to step up and draw the charge. You, st- you, can, no. you can step over and help try to draw a charge, mm-hmm. or you can stay with your man. If you you stay with your man. Your man becomes open. If you stay with your man, I got an easy shot. Mm-hmm. If you do, If you come to help. I don't even have to look at my man. Mm-hmm. The second the double team comes, mm-hmm. I'm literally just looking to throw the ball behind him. Because I know that you just left somebody. I don't even have to see the guy most times. If double team's coming from there, throw it behind his back. There's an open man back there. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten. And my teammates are paying attention. He'll be there ten times out of ten. So given that, is there a move still to be made that you think – Addresses that need. Hmm. Well, see, the Sixers need it's it's interesting because you need someone who can guard the ball mm-hmm. defensively, mm-hmm. but play off the ball offensively mm-hmm. because your ball handling is going to be done primarily by Ben Simmons and Brett Brown has been trying Jimmy Butler at the point some do you as like well. That? I do. Mm-hmm. It's effective. It it's works. Effective. So let me ask you this, and I w- I just want to float this out there to to you as you know, as a thought because I want your your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I don't mind playing Ben off the ball, having somebody else bring the ball up, having somebody else play the point. But do you think Jimmy Butler is the guy to do it? Would you if there was a chance to get someone else to do it, right. would you would you be on board with that? Okay. Well, if I take the Sixers roster as is, mm-hmm. my first question is who, who else? else? No, okay. I don't. 
But to answer your question directly, I don't actually mind Jimmy Butler doing it. He has the skill set to do it, mm -hmm. and he's a smart enough player to do it. But you think that's understated, Jimmy Butler's intelligence as a basketball player? Because I, 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 I feel like people want to classify him as a hothead and someone with, who plays with an attitude. He does. Okay. He well, does play with an attitude. I, 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 I wouldn't I, call him a hothead, but he does play with an attitude. Okay. Well, I say I use the word attitude as a negative. Nah, an attitude is a good thing in basketball. Okay. Well, I, people, but not everyone people agrees often, with that. People often view it as a negative. Yeah. An attitude is generally a good thing on the basketball court. Not, but not, but you, but you do realize that not everyone agrees with that. People are and, wrong all the time. <laughs> That's why you, my man. <laughs> That's why you, my man. Because I try. Because here's the thing: you do a very good job of playing the devil's advocate, mm -hmm. but you have very little tolerance with with, with, with you. <laughs> like if I could, if I throw out a scenario, if I throw out a situation, if I were to make an analogy, it's like, well, hey, well, what happens if? This? I'll listen to you. Yeah, I'm just gonna shoot it down harshly. Yeah, see, I need to be more like you. <laughs> I need to be able to like, shoot down I, those. I will listen, mm -hmm. but I have no problem shooting it down. I understand. Harshly. You know, I need I need to be more savage with the shooting down of the, of the devil's advocates like that. Absolutely. You know that because I will I will stop and be calm and say, yeah. well, let me I present mean, this idea. Yeah. And that doesn't even mean I believe what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just presenting an alternative opinion. I understand. And you feel shoot, free yeah. to shoot it down. Yes. Uh, you know what? I I, I will uh, in 2019. I I know it's February. Still so beginning it's, of the year. It's, yeah, it's still the beginning of the year. That's my new New Year's resolution: to savagely shoot down different different scenarios that I just don't like. There you go. Right, I'm gonna try that. It works. All right. Nonetheless, Elton Brand, mm -hmm. the Elton Brand slash Brett Brown combo, because you know you could say either you know who's actually running this team. That's whatever. They're working it, in concert. They're right working now. in concert. They're the new. They're, they're Larry Brown and uh, Billy King for the new millennium. <laughs> I hope not. Just a different result with a, with, a, with a different end product. But he is making his stamp on this team. He's made two big trades so far this year. Mm -hmm. He's I don't, I don't know. Maybe gamble's a poor word, a poor term. Mm, he gambled. Okay. He's made a gamble. He's gambled. You know, traded some, pieces some, some, for two expiring contracts. Yes. Whether or not you believe you can get them, it's a gamble. Might not be a big gamble, mm -hmm. but it's a gamble because there's a chance they could both walk. Mm -hmm. What do you th What do you think of that? What do you think of that that part of the deal? The fact that Tobias Harris is what an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Both of them. Both are. of them. Yeah. In fact, they both are. Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris could both walk at the mm -hmm. end of the season. Absolutely, they could both walk. Does that scare you? A little bit, but. What happens if they both walk? I'm right back with the max cap spot again. Mm -hmm. Somebody will take it to play with Simmons and Embiid. That's the thing about this situation. You have two young studs who are only getting better for the next four to five years. Yes, Freak talents. Freak talents who are good, who, who, who seem to be likable guys. Exactly. What was funny was uh, listening, because I, I do listen to podcasts that aren't, that aren't ours. But uh, Kyle Lowry was on Mark Zumoff's podcast okay. this past week, and he talked about Ben Simmons. 
and he talked about Ben Simmons as a player and liking Ben Simmons as a player, despite the fact that they almost went into the hallway and mm-hmm. came to blows last year. Uh-huh. And he acknowledged that. And I thought that was cool. And it's like, when you think about Embiid, all the players he gets into it with, with the exception of Russell Westbrook, all with the exception of Russell Westbrook and maybe Andre Drummond, most of them come no, around and say, "Hey, well, you know what?" Well, let's let's be cl- let's be honest. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook only has one friend in the NBA. That's Russell Westbrook. Nah, that's Paul George. Okay, his only his only person no. only person in the NBA I'd actually say is Russell Westbrook's friend. Okay, now, of course but, I don't know, but nonetheless, what I'm saying is there might be pe- despite. Despite Joel Embiid being the antagonist mm-hmm. very often, there are few players in the league who don't seem to like him. But but that goes back to what I was saying earlier, where I was saying attitude is a good thing in basketball. Mm-hmm. Most bo- most basketball players are competitors. They, okay. They're alphas, mm-hmm. and they enjoy that the guy who has a little edge, mm-hmm. a little attitude, because yeah. what he's going to do that guy is going to push me to be greater. He's going to push that next player Mm. to work even harder to come back. They actually enjoy that back and forth, the rivalry, the the competition. Yes, and to to your point that if Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler both leave, Mm -hmm. you have two players that are popular. Exactly. people People will want to come in. But and play with. So to my so what, exactly. So what I was saying to that point was while Joel Embiid, yeah, he might be a trash talker, but he's not a guy who takes things to a level where it becomes personal mm-hmm. or anything off the court. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy talking trash about ball. Mm-hmm. Which everybody who played ball does. Like my best friends, we go out to the basketball court. Mm-hmm. We go. We play video games. Mm-hmm. Anything competitive, we could play. You're playing Uno. Mm-hmm. We're talking trash, mm-hmm. and we love it. Mm-hmm. it. It it's part of the game. If you would ever play on the ba- get on the basketball mm-hmm. court with me, if you didn't know me, mm-hmm. I might really want to. I might really hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm a diabolical trash talker. Mm-hmm. But it's always about the game, nothing personal. No, I understand. Because, see, this is the person that I am. Like, look, I I like to go all in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, look, you know, I want to give you an opportunity to establish and make perfectly clear that you want this smoke. Because once I give you the smoke, I'm going to keep giving you that smoke. Until the game is over. So it's like, look, I might not come out here talking trash to begin to begin the game. Mm-hmm. But just know it's a faucet that don't shut off. Oh, I'm talking trash from the start. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. I like, want you to start talking. Yeah, yeah. Because cause I, like, in my day when, mm-hmm. I, when I dabbled in sports, mm-hmm. I was the type of player who played better mm-hmm. when you got me a little agitated. Mm-hmm. You start – so, like, if I'm on the court quiet mm-hmm. and nobody's talking – I'm not. I'm out the game. Mm-hmm. The second I got you talking back to me, mm-hmm. in my mind, I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, I won. A, no, well, this, that's that, just, that, so that was see, how, in my yeah. mind. You, if you're, you engage mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I won. Well, here's my thing. If I'm engaging you, you lost, and that that's gonna be that's gonna be the battle. Where it's like, okay, you now feel like you lost because you got me to come to your level. I own your level. 
So now that I'm talking, let me show you. He's like, here's the thing. It's one thing that I'm better than you on this court. Mm-hmm. Don't make me prove that I'm better than you in this trash talking. But see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the, you'd be trying to prove that you're better than me in trash talking? No, I'm not trying I, to I, prove I, it because I'm already better. But I know. <laughs> but on the court, uh-huh. while you're doing that, mm-hmm. I'm talking trash, mm-hmm. and I'm not even talking to you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to your teammates. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to your coaches. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to your cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to my teammates. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to your bench. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to my bench about you. Mm-hmm. And understand something. Like, I, and, and, and get this. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking I, to and, your and team. And that's, and that's the thing. And I want you talking to me. No, you don't. The, re- the reason I'm talking. You talk- want me talking to you. The reason mm-hmm. I'm talking to everyone else mm-hmm. is because I'm still actually playing, t- paying mm-hmm. attention yeah. to the game and what's yeah. going on. Yeah. You're focused on me. No, I'm. I'm watching no. the big picture. I see, want you talking see, to here's me. See, this, this is me. It's my world. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. go, like, I'm going to go over mm-hmm. and talk, talk to your coach. Like, mm, you see his footwork on that play, coach? Talk to him about that. I'm going to mm-hmm. expose that defense. Mm hmm. No, and I'm saying, and I'm saying it loud enough for you to hear. No, me. And, and and you're talking to my coach. I'm talking. No, you're not. But, but you're thinking. No, you're saying no, you're not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that to your coach no. right after I scored on you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I. There is no no, you're then, not. Because I just did it not, to you. Then you're not going to talk to my coach, and my coach will never know who you are. <laughs> that's my what, coach is like, who's that? Who's that guy? Was he playing? Uh, <laughs> see, that's not. Come on. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. That's who's that guy? Was he in the game? I, was, I don't know who he is. Maybe somebody's mm-hmm. little brother. I, I don't know. Oh, you, I, know I don't know you know who I am. Because mm-hmm. right after I scored on you, I yelled at the crowd. Who? Look, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I was diabolical with it. Imagine the whole gym screaming Mike Jones at you after you got a jumper in your face. They never know who. who that, that's what they say. Who? See, first of all, it's 943. You about to have me go out there and act. Have people move cars. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I, I got a ball in the car right there. I travel with one. So, this is my house. I got balls in the garage. Let's go. Uh, all right, we'll be right back after these <laughs> When we come back, uh, more of 83 to infinity. We'll continue this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the web. Sh- that, 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 you know, when we finally get that web deal, when we finally get a, a, a TV deal, when, when someone finally says, you know what? I've been listening to these two brothers talk sports for well over a year. We need to see them. That that'll be the first show. Now look, I'm gonna talk trash. Now now understand something. Although I do have you by a couple inches in height, mm-hmm. I also admit that I probably have you by one to maybe two hundred pounds. So so like that eventual, you know, I'm I'm gonna play till I'm just completely out of breath, and that might be like two nothing. You know, but I look. I will give you, you the you're smoke. Gonna, you're gonna give up while you're down two nothing. No, no, I'm not gonna give up. I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm only gonna be up two nothing. No, no. I, who said anything about you being up two nothing? That's the only way it's gonna be two nothing. In what? Am I playing? In anything? In what? Doesn't matter who's playing. All right. See, you know what? Oh, I have irrational confidence. No, I understand. No, look. Although it's rational, I, I, appreciate, I mean, you know, I'm nice. It, it, it's but. it's cute. It, it, it's very cute. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, it, it, I, I appreciate it. I respect it. You know, I, I would never, you know, disrespect you. I would never, you know, 
flat out disrespect you. I mean, I'm gonna make fun of you and I'm gonna talk trash, but you know, it all it wouldn't be in a way where you wouldn't want to come back, you know, and chill with me and do a podcast. Uh, all I'm gonna say is, if me and you ever end up on the court, mm-hmm. leave your leave your wife, leave your kids at home. We're gonna be- get people to sign NDAs so nobody could talk about it. Leave the cell phones at the uh-huh. door so there's oh, no, oh, so video. no video. It's gonna be like uh, you don't want like USA basketball. You don't want any evidence of this. You remember that uh, like the, the Jordan versus yeah. Magic practice? The tapes will show up like 20 years later uh-huh. on VHS from the one camera we had in the building, uh-huh. and it only gives you the one angle. That's all you're gonna get, all right. and it's gonna be released in 20 years. All right. It's gonna be a collector's Look, I item. Will gla- I will gladly not tell anybody about the beatdown that you got. Like, you know, I would, I, I I mean, look, I understand because, I mean, you, you play basketball at a high level. You know, I've heard the stories. You've told me the stories and I believe you. I, I didn't. I just played on the street. I played in my garage. I played at the park. You know, I, I, I didn't play a lot of organized basketball. I just, you know, we picked teams. We went out there and we balled. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It, it it truly is what it is, but you know, ain't ain't ain't, ain't no L's coming this way. You know, just is what it is. But nonetheless, getting back to see, you got us out here on this tangent. <laughs> but nonetheless, the future of the the future of the Sixers, and I wanted to float something out to you. I had a deal Royster from Liberty Ballers on the show last week. Okay, and he floated out a situation. That was interesting, and I I sat on it for a week because I wanted to put it to you. Say, we've heard and we've talked about, we've heard people talk about whether Jimmy Butler is truly a good fit on this team. If the situation were to present itself where the Sixers felt like they needed to split from Jimmy Butler, would you be interested in a player like Kimba Walker? Well, first I have to ask: When you say split from Jimmy Walker, I mean Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. are you me- meaning letting him walk at the end of the year, or are you thinking about trading him before the deadline? We got time, so let's go both. Deadline deal? I don't want any parts of it. Okay, not for Kimba Walker. Okay, that would. I'd be sacrificing too much. Mm-hmm. You need Butler as a wing defender. Okay. I absolutely need him as a two-way threat on the wing. If you recall last year's playoffs, the series against yes. the Celtics. Yes, Mark is smart. Now, granted, right. I already acknowledge we still need someone who can defend the point. Yes. But now you have – You're trading one part problem but, for another. But actually right now you have Simmons and Butler who – gives you a very competent set of wing defenders. Mm. And assuming J.J. Reddick's a starter, J.J. Reddick is your lone liability in your starting lineup. Not great, but... Not terrible? Not not the worst thing. Okay. However, if I get rid of a Jimmy Butler for a Kimball Walker, I now am not as good defensively on the wing... And I don't know that Kimball Walker is necessarily a defensive-minded point guard either. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who's used to having the ball in his hands and getting every shot he wants. 
ideally, if I'm looking for a guard to play next to Ben Simmons, he's an offensive two guard. Somebody who can play off the ball. But if he happens to be an undersized two guard, I can live with it. A la uh, Kyrie Irving? No, not a Kyrie Irving. You know, a Dame Lillard. Okay. Yep. A Bradley Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I blanking on the other kid in Portland's name? C.J. McCollum. Yep. That type of player. Mm-hmm. Pos- possibly even a Drew Holiday type. Mm-hmm. Although, any of those guys, I don't necessarily want to spend the money mm-hmm. that they're getting paid, considering the rest of the assets you have your money invested in. Mm-hmm. But if you lose a Jimmy Butler take one of those guys and then you can fill in your wing defender with a Corey Brewer type or somebody like that mm-hmm. who can make shots but isn't looking for bucket looking for shot attempts mm-hmm. and go from there but you abs- I at this point I still see the need for a for a guard who can defend the point spe- specifically the point guard position mm-hmm. so, so yeah it's, it's it'll be interesting to see the Sixers for the rest of this year. It is going to be interesting. So, given the way this roster is right now, mm-hmm. and I say this in full with full knowledge that this roster could change in the next twenty four hours, less than twenty four hours by the time people hear this show, mm-hmm. they still a top five team in the East, top fourteen. Sixers, yes. As of right now, yes. They are, in my opinion, top three, possibly top two in the East. Who did they pass in this? Uh, who does this? Who well, does this trade make them better than? Well, right see. now they're looking, Indiana. Well, they're well, written yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking. I'm. I'm. I'm, ta- I'm looking at adding mm-hmm. the addition of Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Does it make them better? Does it make them better than the Raptors? Or you know what? Let me. Let me. Let's reset this conversation real quick. Sixers have now lost three or four to the Raptors. Season series is over. Mm-hmm. There's still a good chance that in the second round they see the Raptors. Does adding Tobias Harris change how they match up against the Toronto Raptors? Absolutely. How so? It gives you, one, a viable matchup to go against Serge Ibaka, who has consistently been a problem Okay. against, against when playing Philadelphia because – Toronto actually has a center in Valanciunas that can play with Embiid. Yes. He might not be quite the athlete Embiid, but he's a good he's, NBA He's center. big and strong. He's big he's and strong big and, and strong. skilled. And that's the type and those and are the types of centers. He's big, yeah. strong, and skilled. Those are the type of centers that Embiid has struggled with. You so, know? so Embiid has to be honest in that matchup. He's not looking to help or do too much with anybody else. Okay. So you need somebody who can match up with Ibaka. And that allows Butler and Simmons to focus their intention on guys like Kawhi Leonard and mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry and we'll see what else or Siakam and we'll see what else Toronto does approach as the deadline approaches. Okay. But it definitely makes that a much more viable option for mm-hmm. that the Sixers can beat Toronto now. Okay. Does adding Tobias Harris make the Sixers better than the Milwaukee Bucks? 
Let's see. Milwaukee in the playoffs is, to me, the wild card of the whole thing. I don't necessarily know that in a seven-game series, when someone is game-planning for Giannis, that Milwaukee has enough talent around him to compete with the rest of these teams. Mm, Okay. Now, there are a couple things in play that could change that. For example, Anthony Davis said Milwaukee's one of the teams he might be willing to sign a long-term deal with. He added them to their short list. Mm -hmm. So it would be hard to make it work contract-wise, but if they decide to jump in the fray for Anthony Davis, that could be interesting. Mm -hmm. If Chris Middleton continues his development and can somehow take another step forward between now and the playoffs, Mm -hmm. that could give Milwaukee a legitimate number two option that while they have multiple skilled players around Giannis, they don't have a true number two option. They have, I don't want to call them specialists, but good basketball players, nothing great around Giannis, mm-hmm. which is a tough way to win in the modern NBA in the playoffs. These teams are usually coming in loaded. Agree. Now, finally, Boston Celtics. What, about, what does Boston's roster look like? In the playoffs. The way it is right now. I say this because. You know why I ask you that no, question. No, I understand. But nonetheless, Sixers have still lost two to Boston. They've lost three or four to, to the Raptors. No, uh, and they I, played Milwaukee what, what, once or I can't. Uh, you're going to play everybody in the Eastern Conference at least three times yep. over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. But I ask you what Boston's roster looks like for two reasons. Okay. One. Am I assuming that they don't get anything done for Anthony Davis before the trade deadline, which would mean trading Kyrie if you do it before the deadline, which if I were Danny Ainge, I'd be all for. Mm -hmm. I think that would actually make you a better team. However, from reports I'm hearing, what I'm being told, Boston would prefer to pair Davis and Irving together, which can't happen till summer, in which case Boston's roster looks the same in the playoffs as it does now. If Boston trades Kyrie for Anthony Davis, Terry Rozier moves into the starting point guard position, no, I don't think Philly beats Boston. If Kyrie stays in the starting starting lineup, no Anthony Davis, yes, I do think Philly can beat Boston in the playoffs which is why I prefaced my answer with the question, what does Boston's roster look like in the playoffs? Well, look, we will talk about this next week on this show because, God willing, a fully staffed, a fully functional Sixers team with Tobias Harris will be taking on the Boston Celtics at home right before the All-Star break. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that, and we'll have we'll we'll have it out. We gonna have one big Sixers at the halfway point discussion on this show next week. You down with that? Let's do it. Let's do that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been eighty three to infinity. My name is John Brown. This is my partner in crime, Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Now you know. 
back then they ain't want Mike Jones. Now I'm hot. Now they all want Mike Jones. Every last one of them. And I've seen it happen. And you I know. didn't even have to give out my phone number. No, he didn't. Now he also they also haven't seen Mike lose to me in basketball. And that might change things. But, you know, for now, they all on Mike Jones. <laughs> Look, let us know what you think of this podcast. Hit us up anytime. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at bitw sports and remember you can hear this podcast as well as other shows produced by best in the world sports every saturday at 8 a.m on phillygoflow.com my name is john brown that's mike jones we'll be back next week peace y'all peace you feeling this podcast to hear this and more go to soundcloud.com slash bitw sports or on itunes or apple Podcasts and search best in the world